Hallelujah. 10,000 years. 10,000 years will just be started. 10,000 years. And we've just begun. Amen. What a victory for eternity that we'll get to celebrate together. I don't know about you. Amen. But I am ready. Should he be ready? Amen. How many is ready today? Stand with me, if you will, all over the church. Look around at somebody and say, you better be ready. Praise God. We none know the day nor the hour when the Son of Man will come. But we know today, praise God, that we have a hope. Dear God, today of eternity. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful, Lord, for a song that reminds us that our minds cannot comprehend and our souls cannot dig even to the depths of the fullness of an understanding of eternity. Oh, hallelujah. No more death. No more sorrow. No more sickness. Come on, somebody. No more late, late, late light bills and payments and fixing up houses falling apart. Amen. Thank God there'll be nothing falling apart when we get to heaven. Glory to God. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you, and if I go, I'll come and receive you again unto myself, that where I am there ye may be also. I don't know about you, but I'm in that number today because of his grace, and I'm looking forward to that day. Oh, hallelujah, that I believe will be soon and very soon. Have your Bibles turned with me to the book of Daniel. I'm going to share with you for a few moments. For a few moments, uh, Daniel chapter 3. And while you're turning there, I want to read, do remind everybody, please uh, uh, be prepared. We're thankful for all that signed up for your pictures, and uh, they'll be taking them the next few days. And uh, if you're not aware or sure of your time, hopefully uh, you, you, you have that information. Uh, the sign-up sheet's right there where you signed up. Is that right? It's got the time schedule and everything on it for where you can be here. For those of you that didn't get to sign up, uh, that's all right. My wife's a good picture taker, and uh, and she can take your picture later on when you're able. Uh, she's got four slots available, so if you want to sign up in those four slots, you can. If you don't get in that, we can still get your picture, get it connected in through the app, you will miss out on the directory, the first directory, but the next updated one. The good thing about this, we won't have to keep doing this. We can update them through the app, and then when, when the church is ready to update their directories, we can order them, and, uh, and we don't have to worry about setting up pictures and stuff of that nature. So it's a great thing, and uh, as the church goes throughout the year, we might want to update them next year. We can order new directories, so it's going to be a good thing. And you'll get to use the app. How many likes apps? Well, I'm 48 years old, and I love them. I, I love apps. They help me out in the ministry, and they'll be a blessing to you too. Daniel chapter 3. I want to begin reading two verses there found in verse 14. Verse 14. The Bible said, Nebuchadnezzar spake unto them and said, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden images which I have set up? Now if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. But if you worship not, 
You'll be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you from my hands? I want to preach from this thought this morning. As I begin to seek the Lord, he spoke to me concerning convictions of truth. Convictions of truth. How many has got convictions in your heart today and in your life? I don't care if you're saved or if you're unsaved. Do you have a level of convictions in your life? But I'm telling you, it's good to know that these three Hebrew children are going to speak to our heart concerning some very valuable convictions for the child of God today. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. For your word is powerful, Lord. It's able to accomplish whatever you send it forth to accomplish. Someone in here today, Father, can walk away with their life changed by what you speak into them through this very message. I pray, God, that you would hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Lord, because we ask, Father, that the words that are spoken and, God, what we hear today would be received as if it were from the very throne room of God and lives, Lord, would be forever changed in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. Very, very familiar today, many of us are, with the three Hebrew children and the very act of faith that they walked in in the midst of this story. Uh, we're also reminded of the very promises of God from the beginning to the end, but as I began to read these verses today, the Lord began to speak to my heart concerning three very noteworthy and important things that we find in the life of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How many want to be connected to some strong, faith-believing children of God today? How many want to know that you have somebody who can get a prayer through? Amen. How many want to know today that you've got somebody who will stand with you in the midst of all that you may be dealing with or facing in your life, uh, standing upon faith in God? And we see that in three Hebrew children who are facing the very fiery furnace and certain and sudden death in the carnal realm, but we also see more than that in these boys today. We see some very important, noteworthy, noteworthy things that are taking place within their life. We're going to find this in verses 16 through 18, but I just want to talk for a few moments and remind somebody that your God is able. And through this, we're going to see some things that will point to that narrative, and we're going to deal with that very narrative in and of itself but we must understand that as they're facing this situation, we see something that is very important. They have convictions. The reason why they're able to stand flat-footed together is because of their convictions. Amen. That's a good thing to have, uh, the convictions that they had concerning uh, their God. In verse 16, as they begin to respond to the question of the king, uh, these things will unfold that we're going to talk about today for a few moments. He has asked them the question, who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? It is a very important question. It is a question that does have an answer today. 
and they're about to declare their thoughts concerning what the king said. He has asked them to bow down uh, just as the world and the enemy has done all it can to get people to bow to the gods of this world, to get them to trust in things, uh, amen, to God that are not gods at all. As a matter of fact, the Bible declares to us in the book of Exodus chapter 20, the first commandment, he said, you shall have no other gods before me. When we begin to think about this, we understand that God himself is pinned in the hearts of his children, the very fact that he alone is God and he will have no other besides him. And we see this in the very heart of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego concerning what they are tasked with. The enemy is pushing them to do what God has declared unto them cannot be in your life. You cannot serve God and serve the world. You've got to make up your mind if you're going to let God be God in your life or if you're going to let the world take the place of God. This morning, why is that important? Because your very journey is not dependent on what you have but who you serve. Come on, somebody. It's not dependent on all the money that this world can offer you. It's not dependent on your circumstances. It's not dependent on the report you may get from the doctor. It's not dependent upon whether you get a pink slip on your job. Your life and your journey is not dependent on these things. It is dependent on who you serve today. Because I promise you this, where one door closes, my God is able to open another. Amen. Where one report comes, my God is able to turn it around. There is nothing our God cannot do. If you don't believe it, ask the children of Israel trapped at the Red Sea as they began to see the enemy coming behind them, Pharaoh marching hard behind them. But God said, I know there's a sea there, but I'm about to move it out your way. I'm telling you, when we understand the fact that our hope does not lie in the things around us, but the God above us. He bet who is all and in all and through all. He's everything. He created us. He is living. He bent to God today at the highest realm of all sovereignty. He alone is God and he alone is the one to be served. Buddha can't help you. He bent to God. All the gods of this world will never be able to help you. But I'm telling you, Jehovah Jireh, he'll be your provider. Jehovah Nisi, He'll raid in you. I come to tell somebody today that God is above all and in all and through all today. When we begin to think about that very thought, we see one noteworthy truth. In verse 16, they begin to answer the question. Look at somebody around you and say, they're going to do it now. They've been listening, but now they're about to lay it on him. We've got to lay something on the devil today. Come on now, that enemy that's trying to discourage you, that enemy that's trying to tempt you, that enemy that's trying to get you to step out of the way, let's lay it on him today. How are we going to do that? Let's do what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. They said this. They said, we are not careful to answer thee concerning this matter. In other words, they had, number one, they had an understanding of God's availability. 
Why is that important today? Because if you don't know God's available, you'll crumble under the pressures of temptation. If you don't understand that he is a very present help in the time of need, then your faith will not be able to connect with that which has a foundation. Faith that is connected to emptiness will result in emptiness. But faith that is connected to truth will begin to set you on a place where you can rise up in the midst of it all. They understood what the king was saying, but they knew God was available, and they began to respond in that matter. How could they because you first must understand that God is God and God is who he is and that he is a very, very present help in your situation. I don't care where you're at in life. God is available. I don't care what you're going through in life. God is available. If you're lost, if you're sick, if you're broken, if you're going through hell, God is available. He's just as close as the mention of his name today. Why are you preaching so simple today, preacher? because we need people to understand that it's easy to pick up the phone and call people we know and it's much more difficult to understand that him who we can't see is even more available than those that we can see. Those are, come on somebody, God is God. You must understand that he is even available today in the realm of your journey. There's no way I could stand flat-footed and face the enemy if I didn't know my God was present. There's no way that I could make another day's journey if I didn't have in my heart and in my mind the truth of the reality that God was available. I'll never forget watching one day a very difficult circumstance in my life as a child faced with a situation where I had to be bold yet fear overtook me faced with a situation where I had to take heart when all I wanted to do was run away but one day my daddy found out about it. He said, son, he said, I'm going to stand with you, but I'm not going to let you back up. All that fear, all that anxiety, it began to flee when I found out my father was going to be standing by me. Come on, somebody. I was able to walk in and face that situation in my life because my father was walking in with me and I knew that he was available to me and should I have any problems, just his availability was enough to give me courage to stand. I wish somebody would shout amen this morning that God is with me no matter what I gotta face, no matter what I gotta go through, no matter how the enemy blows my way, there is a God 
God who is available. All I got to do is call out to him. I don't have to live in anxiety and fear. I may be faced with something the enemy wants to destroy me with, but thank God this morning that God is available in my life and I can declare unto the enemy today. I will not buckle to the enemy. I said I will not buckle to the enemy. I got a God who's available today. Oh, the Bible said, be strong in the Lord. I don't think that's arrogance. I think that's commendable. We got too many pushovers. All in the name of what they call love. I don't think it's arrogance. I think it's an indication of faith. To be able to stand where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood and understand that they could respond not because of their being, but because of his being available. See, they were in bond, they, they were in captivity, but it didn't stop God. They had been brought into captivity, but God was still God. He was still available. I want you to understand something this morning. No matter where you're at, God's still available. It's just as simple as that. He's very present. Call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. Call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. Oh, that's old school preacher. We need to get a hold of it again. Call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. Call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. God's not dead. He's still alive. I know you may be going through some troubled times. Call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. Nahum said, amen to God, that he is a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth him that trusted him. Call him up. Call him up. Oh, somebody ought to turn off the world and turn your prayer life back on. Call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. Turn off the Facebook and call him up. Dear God, hang your phone up and call him up. Get in your prayer closet and call him up. He's still there. He's still God. And he knows all the answers today. My goodness, somebody. Hallelujah. Oh, 
ought to call him up and come and listen in to a radio station where the mighty host of heaven saying, get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Somebody need to understand that the frequency of the enemy will send you down a journey of destruction. It's time to get a hold of the frequency of God's Holy Ghost in the act of prayer today saying, God, you're available to me and I'm not going to bend. I'm not going to buckle. I'm not going to roll over to the enemy. The world may laugh at me, make fun of me, bring accusations against me, but my God is going to be glorified in this life today. Let God be glorified in you and in your church. And if ain't nobody got nothing good to say about your church or your pastor or your leaders, you need to turn the radio off. I don't care where you're at. It's God's church. And his church should be exalted. The devil is the one that'll run your church down. He's the one that'll run your leadership down. He's the one that'll bring division. It's the devil. God come to elevate. God come to deliver by his spirit. Bring us in to the unity of the faith. If you can't come into the unity of the faith, then get out of the spirit of the enemy and get a touch of the spirit of God and he'll bring. Why is this important? God is available to three Hebrew children who had a made-up mind. They were trusting in what they knew. They were trusting in the fact that God' availability gave them a stage to face the enemy. Y'all mad with me yet? Let's go forward. Two more. God is available and God is able. Sometimes we don't have a revelation that he will. Sometimes we don't have a revelation that God is going to move in that circumstance. We don't know. We have hope, but we don't know. Sometimes we're like three Hebrew children. We're moving because we know he's available. We're standing because we know he's available. But we really don't know if God's going to do it or not. And it, it, 
listen, that's okay. How many knows that's okay? I don't know what God's going to do every waking step of my journey. Sometimes I pray, I don't know what God's going to do. Unless His Spirit reveals it to me. I don't know. I have no clue. And that's all right. But this next one is not all right. If you ever get to a place in your life where you doubt he's able, you're in a mess. In Daniel 3.17, it said, If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace. If it be so, he is able. I can't tell you that he will. I can't guarantee you. I don't have some great revelation that he will. But I know he's able. I don't have some great revelation of how God's going to move in the midst of what's happening in our nation today. But I can tell you God is able. I don't have a revelation of how God is going to move to save the young people. But I can tell you he is able. I don't have a revelation of what God's going to do in this revival unless he reveals it to me or reveals it to you. I don't necessarily have a revelation. I'm just giving you some examples today. But I know this, that God is able. I don't have a revelation that I'm going to be healed of this cancer or this diabetes or this sickness. But I know this, God is able. If you ever lose sight of the fact that he's able, then you've already found defeat. You've got to know that he's able in the midst of his availability. I come to tell somebody today that if God God's there. He's not there in name only. He's there in supernatural grace and glory. And he is able today. Woo! He's able to turn the light on in the darkest life. He's able. I can't tell you the countless times people, the enemy has defeated them. Because not, not because they didn't know whether God would do it or not. It's because they lost faith in the fact that God was able. I'm going to get to something real good in a minute. If our God, our God is able to deliver us from this burning, fiery, furnace then he stopped right there for a minute I believe he must have got a revelation how many knows God could drop a revelation in your spirit in a second I believe somewhere in the middle of this verse they got a revelation they said yeah if it be so, our God is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And then he goes on to say, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. I believe he got a revelation from God. Not only did he know he was able, but now he's beginning to get a revelation that God is going to. He is there in availability, he is able. Look at somebody say, God don't show up. 
for no reason. God's just not looking at your life, not wanting to engage in it. He takes no pleasure in the trials of life over your life. He'll take advantage of them, but he takes no pleasure in them. God doesn't want you to be defeated. He doesn't want you to be living in turmoil and anxiety and fear. No, 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 no. God wants you. Listen, I say you. To be clothed in his grace. He wants you today to understand that he is able and this is a foundation upon which we launch our lives forward in victory. Ain't no use to get on the battlefield if you don't know the Lord is able. You might as well just go ahead, Shadrach, Meshach, the and go, if they didn't know he was available and that he was able, they might as well just went ahead and bowed. That's what many have done today. They're worshiping everything else but God. They need a revelation. Oh, help us. They need a revelation. They need a revelation of who God is, that he's available and that he's able. And then finally, in verse number 18, they had a revelation that was noteworthy, or rather noteworthy truth. Number three is God is God. He's available. He's able. And he's God. What does that mean? What does that mean? In verse number 18, we find what it means. But if not, he goes on to say, if not, be it known to thee, we will not serve your gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. In other words, he was available, he was able. They had these convictions and then finally that God was God no matter what. I'm talking to somebody today that is so in love with God that you don't care if he does nothing else for you. You just want him, amen, in your life. You love him the rest of your life and you'll serve him with all you got. If he does not answer all your prayers, he's still going to be God. If he don't deliver you from that attack of the enemy, he's still going to be God. I'm still going to serve him. My service to him is not contingent on friendships of this world. It's contingent on my faith and my surrender to him. What good is friendships if I don't know the Lord? If I don't know him as God? I don't want anything to take the place of his lordship in my life. 
What does that mean? I don't want my daughter, my wife, my son, my church, my friendships, my relationships. I don't want my, my personal blessings. I don't want anything to take the place of my relationship with God. What does that mean? What that means is this. If I had to face a fiery furnace, hey man, then none of this stuff would deliver me. It's no use to worship it. But if God today does not deliver me, he'll go with me through the fire today. Glory to God. God does his best work and it's all good in the fire. He does his best work in the darkest places. God help us. Stand with me if you will. Please help us. Help us this morning to realize the convictions of these three Hebrew children. They believe down deep in their soul the availability of God, the ability of God. And they had such a great faith in these convictions that it did not matter if God delivered them or not. I just don't want you to leave me. I'll go through whatever I need to go through, but Lord, please don't leave me alone. Amen. Oh, well, that's contradictory to the, to the gospel we've been hearing. God's supposed to move on everything and make everything better. This is what I want. This is how you know you're sold out. This is how you know you have the right convictions. When you're moving in your journey in the conviction of his availability, his ability, and the fact that if he doesn't do what you want him to do, he's still your God. God, these convictions, what is this? Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. When the rubber meets the road, where does my allegiance fall? Many have turned and have bowed at that proverbial idol that was created of the enemy. It has become their God. I'm asking this morning, who has the convictions of truth? Who has the convictions of God's righteousness. Who desires these convictions in your life given of the Holy Ghost of God? Who would say today, God, for me to live, it's going to be you. And God, I don't care. Father, if you don't always move the way I'd like for you to move, long as you don't leave me, long as you'll stay with me, long as you'll be with me and strengthen me. God, long as you, your love, Lord, will overwhelm me and overtake me. I want to ask somebody this morning all over this church, if you are of the mindset today 
that I'm going to walk in the righteous convictions of God. I want to know that I know that I know that like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that I can depend on these convictions to give me a foundation upon which to stand. If that's you this morning, I want you to lift your hands all over the church and say, God, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I won't bend. I won't bow. I'm going to stand in the midst of adversities. Lord, and if you don't deliver me, you're still my God. If you do, I'm still going to praise you. Guess what? They stood upon that precipice that, that maybe God might or maybe he won't, but King, we believe he will deliver us out of your hand. And guess what? They went in the fire standing upon the precipice that God is God no matter what and everything's going to be all right. And when they had that kind of faith, it moved the heart of God. What are you saying today, preacher? I'm saying, yeah, call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. Amen. And do not push your God into an ultimatum. Amen. Just trust him today. Trust him. I'm willing to go through. Today, Father, I just pray over this congregation that they Lord, each and every one of us have received that word that they needed in their spirit and in their life. God, to prepare them, Father, to stand in the convictions of God in a world that is quickly, quickly changing. In a, in a place, Lord, where, where we are facing the demands of a society that would try to get us to denounce our faith in God. Lord, let us never... Let the truth escape us of your availability, your ability, and that you are God no matter what. Father, never let us live our life in that kind of fear. But Lord, let us live it in a place of faith. And you be honored. You be honored in our lives. No matter whether we're on the mountain or in the valley, God let us find ourselves standing firmly upon the foundation of these truths today. Lord, as we leave this house, I pray that you would undergird and that you would use every vessel in this place for your glory. That you would use every vessel in this place in some way, as a conduit. Let us stand together as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did in one mind, in agreement and unity, that God, we will stand in your grace and we will be the vessels that you will flow through and use and be glorified through. And Father, we'll give you the praise for it. Somebody now needs to understand that your decision today to respond to this message, not at this altar, but in your life, is very crucial. I'm not going to give an altar call today, but I just want to I want to say this. If you want to come, you can come. But God is speaking to me to tell you this, that your your response 
is not conditional upon this altar. It's conditional upon your heart today. God said, I've challenged somebody. Some of you know that God was speaking directly to you in, in parts of this message. Some of you know that he was speaking to you in other parts of this message. But we all heard the Lord today. And we need to, if we're going to be the church, get a hold of the convictions of truth. And we need to say, God, today, will you do it with me? God, today, let the Holy Ghost deposit those convictions within my life. And Father, let us be the church in this day that you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let me say this as we dismiss. The Bible said these signs shall follow them who believe. Miracles, signs, wonders will follow. And I want to talk to some people today that will stand with me and say, let it be, Lord, let it be. Let your Holy Spirit move again and let these gifts flow through our church again. And, and Lord, not only save, but sanctify and baptize with the Holy Ghost again. And Lord, set us ablaze as you did in the book of Acts. God, get a hold of us. And Lord, let us be drunk under the anointing of the Spirit of God. Filled and used of your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. Shake hands, fellowship, bump fist, wave, keep your social distance, but give God praise. Amen. We love you.